0: You're listening to the Missouri Realtors Podcast. Join us as we deliver an in-depth analysis of industry news while speaking with industry experts on their successes and failures. Along the way, we'll also share strategies and practices to help you become a more successful realtor.
1: Missouri Realtors, thank you so much for joining us for a special edition of our Missouri Realtors podcast. We have some exciting stuff to talk about today. Um, We have a special guest, Kristen Beam, who is with us, and she is our Missouri um, nomination for the 30 under 30 for the National Association of Realtors. And guys, this is a big darn deal. Like this. So, how many candidates, like how many applications do they get? 300
0: I I think about about 300 each year yeah it's it's yeah
1: so out of 300 people
0: who apply
1: for this thing um let me I'm gonna actually look at this because this is fascinating Uh, 300 applications and they only choose 50 whoa girl that's (laughs) exciting I'm gonna read what the the, the criteria is for this because I really want people to understand um, how how absolutely amazing this is. So chasing their dreams and reaching their goals, from starting charities to overcoming cultural barriers, the 50 young professionals who are in the running for Realtor Magazine's 2023 class of the 30 under 30 are innovative, determined, and selfless. While they've built their businesses to serve clients, while improving the world around them, they're also strong real estate advocates leaders in their local realtor associations and champions for fair housing despite the challenges of today's market these rising stars are showing the next generation of homeowners how buying a property is possible whoa how cool (laughs) so tell me a little bit about well let's first talk about you tell me about you how did you get into real estate what did you do before real estate i'm curious now i want to get to know you on a personal level
0: Absolutely. Happy to share. Um, So I've been in real estate for about just over five years now. Um, Before real estate, I actually was in the financial services industry. I actually led a call center team at a local firm here in St. Louis. Um, And I really got to know customer service there. I really found passion for that um, and leadership in that role, which I really carried over into real estate. I really wanted to kind of enhance the experience for what um, your our neighbors kind of experience. And I remember at those early days, so many people said, Oh, my last realtor experience was not great, you know, it might have been lacking service or lacking ethics. And I think as an industry, we've come so far, but we still have so much to do. And I'm just honored to kind of be a part of that just helping one client at a time. Um, move. and I, I love my job. I'm so grateful to be here.
1: It's such a great industry. I I find that year after year I I enjoy it even more and can't imagine doing anything else. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Um, so <laughs> the journey, the journey to the 30 under 30, like how did that come about? How did you even find out about it to apply?
0: Oh my gosh, that is such a good question. Um, It was a couple of years ago now. So I actually have the privilege of working with my sister, her and I um, lead a team at our brokerage together. And I was with her and our husbands and we were actually drinking wine over happy hour, one of our favorite things to do. And they're like, you should apply for that 30 under 30 thing. I'm like that, what? And so, you know, I talked myself into doing it. And then I sat down to do the application. I was like, okay, I shouldn't have signed myself up for this. You know, it's overwhelming. I don't know that I'm deserving, yada, yada. Um, So I applied. And last year, actually, I made the finalists as well, the 50, but I was not selected as one of the 30. Um, But I kind of got my feet wet. I understood what the application process was about. I started the application much sooner this year, um, really kind of refined what I was doing and how I could exemplify that. Um, and so here we are again, hopefully this is the year. Um, and I've actually gotten to know already a number of people through this experience in other states and other um, associations. Um, and it's really just kind of opened my eyes to to our, our, our National Association of Realtors and, and how uh, big of a force and how much goodness we can all do together.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the combining of forces, the networking, the the opportunities that are available. Um, and what a great way to get you plugged in to, to all of those opportunities. Absolutely. Even sitting here with you today. It's so yeah. fun to be catching up with you and meeting you. For sure. Um, so l- ex- tell people a little bit about... Um, The way you practice real estate, like what are some of the, I mean, you're one of the young professionals. So any other young professionals or people who are just starting in the real estate industry, like in these last five years, what, what has worked really well for you? What's, what are some secrets that you can share with people?
0: Yeah, absolutely. All about sharing secrets. Um, two things really come to mind. And the first is very practical. And I think it's that all new realtors need to join a team. I am a big believer in that. Um, It's how I started. I don't know that I would have gotten to where I am without it. And I think there's just so much that you don't know. I I mean, we have licensing exams and we have mentorship programs, um, but you are thrown into new situations every single day. As soon as I think I've seen it all and had the weirdest things happen in a transaction, something crazier happens. Um, And I think that's just so important, especially as you kind of go through the highs and lows of what can happen day-to-day or week-to-week um, with our clients. It's so good to brainstorm and bounce ideas off other people or have someone to practice with. So I'm a really, really big advocate um, of folks joining a team. Um, and secondly, I think that you need to have the mentality to always be thinking long-term. Everything I do is so beyond, so far beyond the closing table, whether that's the relationship being built beyond the closing table or forgoing some commission to do the right thing for for a client to get, um, you know, to get the job done and keep everyone happy. It's not about commission. It's not about being done in a couple of weeks. It sincerely is about adding value, serving our clients, doing the right thing. And I am a firm believer that that all will circle back as well. If you do the right thing, you get the referrals. Um, You have a lot of integrity and um, also it's how you learn, you know, and it's how we holistically serve our clients as well. That's awesome. Yeah. The anybody who's coming into
1: the real estate industry with that transactional mindset, that one and done kind of situation, it's very hard to build a long lasting career. And I mean, there are some people who are in it just for, for short term? They don't know if they want to be in real estate forever, but it sounds like you're on the definitely on the right track for building a sustainable career where those people want, they're just like raving to refer you to other people um because you have that that integrity piece of doing the right thing. I love it. Yeah.
0: I certainly hope so. I, I plan to be here for a very long time. Um you know, I tell folks often, you know, if they say, Oh, we're not ready to move yet, or we think we're going to stay another year or you know sorry for wasting your time or anything i always say hey i like whether it's next week or 10 years from now i will be here i'm ready when you are um and i just love that approach so i'm going to
1: throw a curveball question at you what's been the most surprising thing um or something that you didn't quite expect once you got into real estate
0: ooh a curveball um but i know my answer um I working with the public directly is not something that I did <laughs> in my last profession. Um, and so, you know, I think um, going to a listing appointment, for example, we were meeting with a stranger, ultimately, you know, they, you have to develop that no like, and trust factor. They don't necessarily trust you. And um, I remember getting questions like, well, how old are you anyways? And, um, you know, why should we pick you? You know, just really kind of skeptical questions that now I kind of laugh about because I, I love to answer those questions. I'm proud that I'm 29. You know, I, um, I'm i confident in the value I can add, but I think um, I wasn't prepared for those kinds of things coming from a professional industry. Um, and you know, I, I think it's just, I think we have some work to do for ourselves and um, kind of prove ourselves. And we do need to earn the business. You know, at the end of the day, we're here to serve. I, I don't deserve, I'm not entitled to anyone's business. Um, but I think that's the first thing that comes to mind is just kind of the shift of the professions that I was in.
1: Yeah. How did you overcome that? Well, you're young. Yes. Or, I mean, how long have you been a do you even know anything? Like, I'm sure you probably got some of that vibe. How did you overcome that?
0: Absolutely. Um, One thing actually kind of circles back to what I said earlier, I always had my team behind me. Um, So while I might have been new in the industry, I was working side by side with my sister only at the time who had been in the industry for a number of years. Um, So we always kind of emphasize that we've got a one-on-one relationship with our clients, but you've got a full team of experts behind you to bounce off crazy ideas, manage schedules, so on and so forth. Um, So that was one thing. I think the other thing was just getting a little bit of confidence, getting a couple of transactions under my belt, knowing that I had value to provide. Um, you know, I, I think I sold like 30, close to 30 homes in my first year in real estate. I just kept going. I kept going. I, I really got experience and knowledge through doing, um, and I had people that, you know, fortunate, I was fortunate enough that enough people were willing to give me a chance. And then I got that confidence very quickly. And so, um, Yeah, Now I'm prepared and ready to handle those questions and just even practicing handling what you're going to say. It sounds silly to role play or, you know, to talk to one of your colleagues about, you know, how you're going to answer a certain question, but you're either going to mess up in your office or mess up when you're out with a client. So you might as well mess up in the office and get better there that's vital.
1: Like I call that cadaver work. So I would hope that a surgeon wasn't practicing their sutures on me because I'm alive. Uh. I'd much rather they practice their sutures on the cadaver. And that's uh. what we do when we role play and, and we script practice and we're handling objections with each other because the cool thing is, is we know the script what better person to practice with than with other people who know what you're talking about? That way you're messing it up with them instead of messing it up with the consumers who are then going to be your legacy. That's your reputation. That is who you're out there with. So I love, love that.
0: I was um coming on a tangent here. I'm sorry, but I was introduced recently to Phil Jones. Are you familiar with Phil Jones? Um, At a conference, he kind of came up and yeah. uh, I've been diving into his books. And you know, he says you're either going to mess up with your colleague or you're going to mess up like on the field and on the field, it costs you money, you know, and it's so powerful how our word choice and what we say really does matter. Um, because ultimately we want to make people feel comfortable and we want to make them feel like they have clarity as opposed to we're confusing them when we're meeting with them. And so, um, that's something I've really been working on actually lately is just, um, how I can articulate my message in a way that makes sense and lands well for the consumer. Yeah.
1: I was 22 when I started real estate and um, I think my face felt even younger than that. And so I would get a lot of pushback from consumers about, well, how many transactions have you done? And the the magnitude of the combination of I'm dealing with people's largest investment that they ever make in their life with... Yeah, I am young. I had to double down, almost triple down on my market knowledge and my education to make sure that I could bridge that gap of I know what I'm doing and I know what I'm talking about, even though I'm young, quote unquote, in the business. Absolutely. So I love that you're sharpening that saw and using the the skills and the knowledge of that that team. Absolutely. So for any of our solo pre- entrepreneurs, our solopreneurs um, out there you have you have a team behind you those are the people that are in your brokerage that's that's your broker that's the mentors so whether you choose to be on a team or you're a solo agent find those amazing people around you find out the stats of your office use that 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 collateral information and those stats to be able to, to prove your value. Um, But you have to lean in. And I love that you've done that in um, both taking your, your previous industry knowledge into this to, to be able to have confidence in that, but then learning from the people around you, how, I I feel like it's sometimes short-sighted when we think we can handle it all on our own. Mm -hmm. Um, But you, you grow faster when you take knowledge from other people.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, just the other thing that comes to mind kind of in handling those objections and you mentioned you were 22, I think I was 25, you know, I mean, that's, that is young to be handling these investments, you know? Um, But as soon as I had a little bit of experience or could learn from the team or my network's experiences, then you have anecdotal evidence to share. And so, you know, if someone says, oh, you know, what do you do if the house doesn't sell, or you know, if that's a concern of theirs? You have an experience to draw. Well, one time when this home didn't sell right away, we pivoted and did ABC and XYZ, and now that brings confidence to your client. Um, and, and like to your but point, but you've handled you that before. You other people, yeah, you've been down that path. I got you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. People we'll care about more that what you can do for them than what you've done, and. Yeah. Um, I think as soon as I realized that uh, a flip switched,
1: what would you say is the most important thing you've learned, um, or something that really gave you confidence in this business?
0: Mm. I sounds cliche, but just doing hard things, having hard conversations. Um, I remember pretty vividly um just crying like after a really challenging phone call because a closing didn't go the way that I wanted to. I saved the tears for after the phone call, don't worry. <laughs> um, I just felt like, you know, I'm a very reflective person. I consider myself to be pretty self-aware. And I just kept replaying like what could I have done? previously to not be in this situation here and ultimately it wasn't my fault you know i i didn't technically do anything wrong but i was like what could i have done better and i just felt the weight and that responsibility of my client's dissatisfaction um in short you know the hvac systems didn't perform and there were two of them and it was a big house and um it was too late really to negotiate anything with that, they had kind of waived that opportunity. And, you know, I was like, wow, like this is a big expense and I feel responsible, but I got through that and I found spots to add value. And I, instead of shying away and, you know, not taking their phone call, cause oh gosh, what else is wrong at the house? Like I leaned into that. I proactively called them to check in on how things were going. And, um, you know, I think I just, you said lean in, but leaning in, um, to hard things and not being afraid to, be uncomfortable or to be, feel awkward. I mean, that's the only way to get better.
1: Yeah. I I don't believe in you win or lose. I believe you win or you learn. Absolutely. So taking that post-mortem after any, I think even the great transactions, looking back to say, what did I do really well? What could I have improved on? That's what makes us, we just keep top grading our talent.
0: ask your clients for feedback, you know, um, I'd love to provide a five-star experience. Like, was this a five-star experience to you? Even if it was, what, what's something that, you know, would have made it even better. I love that.
1: Awesome, man. This has been, I think we could probably talk for hours and hours, but let's, <laughs> let's, get, let's get, uh, everybody, um, ready because okay.
0: what, what's happening starting Friday? Starting Friday, uh, voting opens for the finalists. So one of the 30 under 30 spots is secured um, by the Web Choice Award, which is chosen on by people like you from the public. So um, one vote per device per day starting on Friday. I believe voting is open for a week and I would love your vote. I would love your support.
1: That is so great. Okay, so let's reiterate. Starting Friday, you get a vote every single day per device. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) did you hear me guys? It's one vote every 24 hours per device. So depending on how many devices you have friends, like you can just be voting like a crazy person. And I don't know about you guys, I'm impressed by this lady. (laughs) <laughs> let's let's get her some votes. Um, I I'm just, yeah, I'm I'm so thankful that you took the time today to to do this special episode podcast with us. um i'm I'm excited to to see you around and just see how you shine. Um, our theme this year is shine your light. and thank you for taking this time to to shine a little bit of your light with us today.
0: Well, thank you. The honor is is truly mine. I am privileged to be here and represent Missouri in this way. and um I just appreciate what you guys are doing.
1: All right. Well, check the links that we have for you. Um, the, the voting opens on Friday. You have a full week, one vote every 24 hours per device. Get to voting for Ms. Kristen. And um, thanks for joining us on Missouri Realtors Podcast. Have a great day.